0: Good morning and welcome. It is World Communion Sunday today, which means that we think about all around the world that this table that we have here at our church is so open that it's open to people and Christians around the world who come to that table for a taste of the grace of God. And so how exciting it is that we think about this on this World Communion Sunday, that it is not just us having communion this Sunday, but all around the world, people are having communion. I do have a brief announcement, and I know I'm ahead of announcements because we haven't turned the slide yet. So I will wait. We'll do, (laughs) we'll do, uh, yeah, I should go with order because I do like to follow direction Pretty much all the time. (sighs) So let's center ourselves with these words. Be of one mind, the mind of Christ. Be of one spirit, the spirit of God's love. Be of one purpose as beloved people of God. On this World Communion Sunday, we are beloved people of God. And as beloved people of God, I want to make an announcement that we will have a missionary visiting our church and that will be on October 19th. We're planning a luncheon, so with a light meal, and then he will have a presentation to follow. So we will gather on the 19th at 1230, and I do not have it written down yet because we made this decision after the bulletins were printed and shortly before I left the office on Thursday. So I'm letting you know, put it on your calendars the the 19th, It is a Thursday. That's where I got the "th" in. It is a Thursday, and it will be at 1230. And I want everybody to be here because we don't have an opportunity very often to meet the actual missionaries from the United Methodist Church that go to different parts of the country. And so we'll get to hear about his work in Zambia, how he works with agriculture, and we are excited to be hosting him in southwest Wisconsin. So this is pretty exciting, and I hope we all come there. I know that we have another announcement, so I'm going to.
1: I remember visiting with missionaries and these kinds of programs when I was a child, so I'm really looking forward to this. So I hope you guys are too uh... i have a couple of announcements uh, october is here and family promise will be here october twenty second through 28th. at this time we don't have a family so be watching i will be out of town but debbie Schradel will send out a message and have sign up sheets out there um, if everybody signs up when she puts them out that'll be great because when i get home i won't have to make it dozens and dozens of calls <laughs> right before the Uh, The family is here. I don't know if we'll have a family or not. It could be kind of last minute if someone arrives in the program. Um, Okay. And then uh, United Women in Faith will be meeting this Tuesday at 1.30. And Pastor Tammy will be doing the program. So I hope you join us in the Wesley room. and we will be weeding on Tuesdays, the first Tuesday of the month, for the remainder of the year. We've switched from Monday. If that makes it more convenient for any of the women, um, please come and join us. Thank you.
2: Remember how last week I had, like, two announcements? I got a lot. So, hang on. We have a busy week at church this week. It's amazing. Um, first and foremost, it, okay, look, it's fall, but it's really warm out. It's summer's last gasp. But we're planning for fall and for winter and we are starting to collect coats for coats for kids. If you have coats, please bring new or gently worn coats in and put them in a box under the carport. As a reminder, they're not just looking for tiny little kid coats. Um, My teenager is six feet tall, so they need coats too. If you're um, an adult and you have a coat that you're not using anymore that's warm, please bring it. They need bigger coats too, not just tiny baby coats. Um, Along that same vein, we are also working with Series series Fraternity to sponsor a clothes drive for uh, college students for professional needs. They need suits, skirts, dressy tops and blouses, scarves, wraps, pants, dress shoes, polos, ties, belts, all those things. They use them for interviews. If you have any of those kind of items that you'd like to donate, you can bring them to church and put them in the box under the carport. Yay! We have boxes into the carport for everything. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, also, along the same line, the thrift shop needs volunteers. Um, a lot of people I don't know know that we are closely associated with the thrift shop. I, I guess I know it, but I don't think about it. But as a church, we are um, very heavily involved in the thrift shop uh, here. And if you are available to work just like one shift a month, it would be amazing. It would really help out. You're going to hang up some clothes, put out other merchandise. I assume that you do a little bit of sorting. Um, If you're interested in learning about that as a volunteer opportunity, please contact the thrift shop directly. And, um, again, that's just another way we can support our community. Now, all the things we have going on this week. Are you ready? Today is Sunday. It's the first Sunday of the month. That means it is coffee hour with our littles from Sunday School to support Operation Snack Pack. They will have coffee and snacks for you at the end of church, Please stop and have some and help support that important mission here in our community. On Wednesday, Youth Group is meeting from 4 till 5 o'clock. This is their first Youth Group of the year. So share that out into the community. You don't have to be a member of the church in order to attend Youth Group here. We have always had people coming from other churches to come to our Youth Group. So encourage people that you know, ages 7th grade and up, I believe, to come and hang out with tracy and see what youth group is all about wednesday night is our first live worship of the fall and that's going to be at seven o'clock and those will be the first and third wednesdays of each month going forward so get them on your calendar now on thursday we have ruby's pantry and we always need volunteers so if you're able to volunteer i see don here can they contact you don they can contact Dawn. You can find her after church and say, hey, I'm available. Um, or I imagine you can also call the church and just let them know. Um, also on Thursday at 530, if you are interested in practicing in the choir, it is our first choir practice. Well, I say our like I'm in it. I'm, I'm not. Don't sing. You guys don't want me in the choir. I'm much better at the announcement thing. So um, Thursdays at 530 here in the sanctuary starting this week, are going to be those choir practices. So we're hoping to have a Christmas cantata as well, and those practices will start soon, and it won't just be people from our church, but people from other churches as well. I think that's all I have for you. Always read your Friday announcements. There's a ton of them in there. We're doing amazing things at this church every single day, and it's exciting to get up here and be like, look at all the cool things we have going. So... That said, please stand as you are able to sing our first hymn, number 155, and we're going to sing verses 1 through 3.
0: Please join me for our call to worship. The God of glory awaits. The Christ of humility is here. The spirit of love gathers us in. Let us pray together. God of wondrous love and glorious deeds, shower us with your love. And quench our thirst for grace. Strengthen us with your spirit of power. And embolden us to live our faith. Humble us with the example of Christ. And remind us to regard one another as beloved children of God. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. Let us share signs of encouragement, compassion, consolation and love as we pass the peace of Christ. Peace be with you.
1: Peace be with
0: you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Thank you. Peace be with you. Peace be with oh, you. Also with you. Oh, I have my mic on. Sorry.
1: Oh, okay. Peace be with you.
3: Hello, hello, children. I'm so glad to see you this morning. And I see that you're enjoying this last summer Sunday. I'm really glad to see you. There was a man who offered to sit on the floor and be a child this morning if I didn't have one. But then he said I'd probably have to help him up. (laughs) So I'm really glad to see you. Well, as you know, I'm Miss Jan. And maybe you should think of me as Miss Jan with, with a question. Well, in today's Bible scripture, Jesus has gone from the money changer's table into the temple's sacred enclosure. He's going to teach the Jewish people gathered there. Now the Pharisees and the chief priests also controlled the temple's sacred enclosure, and their thought was, how dare this man called Jesus enter into their temple and teach the people? He wasn't telling and doing the right teaching method. Well, they've had enough, these teacher, these temple leaders, And so they march over to Jesus, interrupt his teaching, and ask him two questions. The first question they ask was on whose power of authority is he doing these things? And then the second question is, who gave Jesus the power of authority? Now, Do you know the definition of those three words, power of authority? I appreciate your honesty. I didn't either. I had to look it up. Well, at school, your principal and your school board there at the Belmont community, they have the power of authority to decide which textbooks to use in your classrooms and the methods the teachers will use to teach the boys and girls. So it is said the teachers and the school staff have power of authority from the principal and the school board. So somebody had to give Jesus the power of authority. Now, Jesus, they marched over and. He's not scared. He's not frightened of their questions. In fact, he says, wait a minute. I've got a question for you. And so he asked them the question. It was a question that they decided to huddle together and whisper about how they should answer it. They got afraid to answer Jesus' question. And so they went back to him and they said, we don't know the answer. And Jesus said, okay, neither will I tell you by what power of authority I do these things. So you see, the temple leaders were afraid of losing control of the temple and the Jewish people, and the Jewish leaders had forgotten that the temple was really God's house, and it had been built for the Jewish people to all come together and worship. So the Jewish temple leaders were not going to accept Jesus and his teachings, And Jesus came teaching very differently than they did. He talked about forgiveness and mercy and loving your neighbors as yourself. That wasn't what the temple leaders were doing. Now, do you know who gave Jesus his power of authority? What do you think it is, Felicity? God, oh, man, this kid is super. Oh, she got it. Thank you. Okay, and it's very true. Jesus received all his power of authority from his heavenly father, God. You just made Miss Jan's day. Thank you. Let us have a prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth to save us. Help us to trust and believe in you and to rely on the Holy Spirit, our earthly helper. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here is your snack bucket. For you to choose a snack. And thank you for coming up. As we are gathered
0: here this morning, we have an opportunity to pray with and for one another as we are united of Christ always being mindful of the people that we have at home. I would like for you to open it up with your name, follow it with a brief pra- prayer concern. I'll follow it with a brief prayer, close it with Lord in your mercy, and ask that you respond, hear our prayers. That is a mouthful, so maybe it takes longer than I think it does. <laughs> All right, anybody have joys or concerns this morning?
1: I'm Janice Stigman, and I have a joy. I was able on Friday to attend my 71st class reunion with what is left of my class, which was six people.
0: <laughs> I think there's others that are still, but we're, we have a hard time connecting with some because we
1: don't know where they are. Or, but... That's quite, I was really pleased to be able to go.
0: That is so good. Lord, thank you for the times when we have reunions with old friends after, what did you say, 71 years? 71? 71? Okay, 71 years. You can imagine many people have moved and found new places to live. Lord, we thank you for our memories of them, and we also thank you for the people who did show up and how they were able to reconnect. Lord, in your mercy.
3: I'm Jan Holloway, and I have a joy. As you know, my dear auntie passed away last November. Well, it was her daughter, my cousin's birthday, and so my brother brought my cousin to Platteville, and we had an early birthday celebration for her. She was very pleased. Lord, we want to thank you for
0: family, for opportunities to come together, to have that joy of, of reuniting with them, to celebrate birthdays, to, to just spend that time together in conversation. And Lord, with Jan and her family, we just pray a special blessing over them as they join together, but they also remember loss. Lord, in your mercy. Tom Lindahl. I would like to ask for prayers, especially on Wednesday. Leanne has a doctor's appointment and would like to see something maybe be able to be prescribed that would make her have more good days. Lord, we lift up Leanne this week knowing that she is is not with us this morning but still will be present when she's watching this. And Lord, we thank you for all the things that she does, and this week she will have a doctor's appointment, and we're praying that you guide the doctors as they meet with Leanne and help develop a plan to move forward. Lord, in your mercy.
3: I'm Mary June Rui, and I would ask for prayers for my family and siblings, as we just lost our sister, Pat, um, who is in Texas. And I especially ask for prayers for her daughter, Trish.
0: Lord, we lift up Pat's family, her daughter, Trish. And we pray that you surround them with your love and mercy. It is so hard to lose a family member. And so surround Mary June with your, your love and your peace and your grace and allow them to connect with one another and share memories and joys but also to comfort one another as they they mourn the loss of Pat. Lord, in your mercy.
3: Jan Holloway again. I want to share another joy. I came Thursday and was going to help with the newsletter folding walked into a room filled with beautiful women who were enjoying conversation while they got the monthly newsletter taken care of, I went into the office to talk with Christina about the directory and found out that they work for a cup of cappuccino. Oh,
0: (laughs) I missed that last part, the working for a couple, cup of cappuccino. Yes, the, we do. When you do come in and fold newsletters, just to give that little bit of encouragement here, we will bring you cappuccino. So that is a joy. But, Lord, we thank you for the joy that people have when they join together, even in a task such as folding the newsletter, that it's still joyful to be with your friends and to talk and to share both joys and concerns with one another, and to be able to be in prayer for one another. Lord, in your mercy.
1: Dawn Drake, Um, next week, Teddy's going to be having surgery on his legs, so we would ask for prayers for him, um, that the surgery goes well, and that the long recovery goes well.
0: Lord, we lift up Teddy this morning knowing that he is having surgery. Lord, just guide the surgeons as they do this procedure. We pray that his recovery is quick and he is able to have more movement and less pain and just be more active like he would love to be. Lord, in your mercy.
2: This is Sarah Keller, and my joy today is that it is the third anniversary of my brother's liver transplant, and we thank God every day for that gift that he was given.
0: Can you share his name, please? Mark. Mark. Thank you. I should know, but I don't. (laughs) Lord, we lift up Mark on his third anniversary of a liver transplant. We're so thankful that this worked and he is still with us. And Lord, we just ask a prayer of blessing and a prayer of gratitude to you. Lord, in our mercy, in your mercy. All right. Oh, Elizabeth. Sorry. I was about to go. (laughs)
1: Elizabeth Dewar, and I am saying something for John Harrison because he's not saying anything. His granddaughter was in an accident. She has a broken pelvis and a broken arm, and she needs prayers.
0: What's her first name?
1: Her name is um, Cassandra. Cassandra.
0: Cassandra, thank you. Lord, we lift up Cassandra. We pray for healing for her and for your mercy to surround her, and we pray that as she is treated by doctors, that she is just getting the right care she deserves, and Lord, just keep bringing healing for her. Lord, in your mercy. All right, I'm going to go quick. I have a joy this morning. Do you realize one year ago today I was appointed to this church? That was my first day. It has been a fabulous year, and I'm so happy that I was appointed here, and I'm so glad that I have got to know you through this year. It, it seems almost like longer because you mean so much to me already. Isn't that funny how quickly we can form bonds? And so I'm going to say a prayer to God thanking him for this appointment. Lord Jesus, thank you for this appointment. Thank you for allowing me to be present with all the people here in Platteville. I pray that we have more connections that are made, more people who join us, more ways that we connect with your love and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so, Lord, we will say a quick prayer, because we have a lot going on today during worship, and we want to have time for that sermon, right? Okay. Lord Jesus, thank you for all the ways we connect here. Thank you for all that you do around the world. Thank you for the many ways that you bring us peace in the midst of tragedy. Lord, we know that tragedy still exists. We know that the road is bumpy and the path is narrow. And we know that you are present with us through all of our days. And Lord, sometimes we have a hard time remembering that. So on those days... When we're having a harder time than normal, we ask that you surround us with your love and mercy and grace and just bring us closer to you. And so with each and every day, we continue to grow closer to you and we give you thanks for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: This morning's scriptures begin with Philippians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from... I think I better stick to the page. Love, being in full accord in one mind... Do nothing from selfish ambition or empty conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, assuming human likeness, and being found in appearance as a human, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him even more highly and gave him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name given to Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, Just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work on your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. The second reading is found in the 21st chapter of Matthew, verses 23 through 32. When he, Jesus, entered the temple, the chief priest and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of heaven of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. Thus ends the reading of the scriptures.
0: Have you ever heard the light bulb joke? You know, the one, how many people does it take to change a light bulb? I have heard this many different ways. One of the ways I haven't heard is the one in a church. How many church people or elders or whatever you want to say, congregation members, does it take to change a light bulb? Well, you know, it's one or four, right? It's one to change the light bulb and the other three to just admire how great that light bulb was. We have a tendency to do that, don't we? We look back at things in the past and remember them as being so fantastic. Remember when in the 50s all these people would go to church, and then in the 60s it was different. In the 70s we built this church And so we have these fond memories of seeing pews filled, of seeing people changed, of all these things that happened, but we forget the little things that happened during that time. We forget mistakes that were made. We forget relationships that have been broken. We forget a lot of things that happened. And sometimes we look at things and say, oh, it's always been that way, and and you want to say... Really, no, it hasn't. It hasn't always been that way. Sometimes I look at the past and I see a past that was not always real kind to women. Do I want that to be the way it is today? I see today and I see problems that we're still having today and I look at that and I say, do I want that to be the way it is in the future? We do not treat our neighbors fairly, do we? I don't mean individually, you personally, but as a whole, we still have this gap in pay between men and women who even when they're doing the same job. We have racism that is still going on. We have All these other things that are happening, we have problems when people lose a spouse and seem to be punished because the system works that way. It doesn't seem fair. And so as I look at today, and I'm hoping that when we change the next light bulb, I'm praying that I'm not looking at this day and saying, oh, it was all so good. Because we have problems in this world that I love so much. Jesus is present, I love that. The people who are here are present, and I love that, but I do still see reality in a way that maybe, I hope when I look back, I will see the same way, because I remember being a kid and biking down to the park near my house, and I remember that fondly, because I was able to do it on my own, and it was like a mile and a half from home, and I was eight years old, and my parents didn't worry about where I was. So there are some things that I look back at, and I look back fondly at them, the amount of freedom we seem to have then. But when I'm looking at this scripture today, and Jesus is talking, that the chief priests and Pharisees, he is changing things, and they don't want things to change. And so they ask him, by what authority are you doing these things? What things was he doing? He came into the temple marketplace and tipped over the tables. He was making a spectacle, right? But he was doing it for the right reasons. These people were taking more money than they should. They were being dishonest. He said, what are you doing to my father's house but making it a marketplace? And so when he went into the temple to preach, the elders and the chief priest says, by what authority do you do this? And this is where I hesitate because, you know what? If I had somebody preaching a message in this pulpit, which I kind of consider mine right now. I know it's Jesus's. I know that. But this part of me says that is my pulpit. If they came into this pulpit without my permission and started to preach things and say things that I didn't agree with, I also would ask, by what authority are you doing this? Because I have the authority of the bishop. What authority was he doing this by? Kids knew what authority he was doing this by. He was doing this by God's authority. He didn't need the elders and the chief priests to say, yes, you are authorized to preach and to share and to teach in the temple. You are authorized to make a difference in our temple grounds. And so they ask him, by what authority? Now, this isn't the same question as we would get, it wouldn't be the same answer as we would perceive because if he says this is by God's authority, that is blasphemy. Blasphemy at that time was punishable by death. So if he said he was doing these things by God's authority and these chief priests and elders set the authority because they are apparently closer to God, he wasn't ready for that yet. He was in Jerusalem, but this was still not the time for that next step. And so he asked them, by what authority did John's baptism come from? By what authority was that? And so he looked at that, and they couldn't decide anything because they knew if they went one way, they wouldn't please everybody. And if they went the other way, well, then they would please the crowd, but then they would be saying something they really did not want to say. And so they said, I don't know. And so Jesus tells that parable of the two sons, right? The one son who said, oh, yes, I will do your will, Father, I will work for you, and didn't show up. And the other son that said no, but did the work. There's something to be said for mouth service only not being Acceptable. I remember hearing at one time if you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk, right? It's still true. If we are going to say we should read the Bible, then what should you be doing? You should be reading the Bible, right? If we're saying that Jesus is Lord, who should we worship? We should worship Jesus not our pocketbook, not our best friend's car, not something else that we desire, but we should worship Jesus because that is who our authority is from. And Jesus' authority came through God. And the Holy Spirit resides with us. So who do we worship? We worship God. And so as we look at this and we see all these things that are happening and we see that parable of the the workers, it seems to be a pretty easily decipherable parable. And you can bet that those Pharisees knew exactly what Jesus was saying to them. He was saying it in a way that he wouldn't get in a whole lot of trouble that day. But Jesus was stirring the pot. But I want to tell you something. If we want changes in this world, we need to become pot stirrers, right? We need to stir that pot of change Sometimes have difficult conversations with people about what is fair and what is right. Sometimes have these conversations with people who don't agree with you. But you know what? It hasn't always been this way and it won't always be this way. And I have hopes that it will be better. So the next time a light bulb needs to be changed. I don't want to stand around and think about how great that light was, that light bulb was. I want to think about all the great things that that light will shine on. Amen? Amen. Let us stand and sing together one bread, one body. may be seated let us pray together a prayer of confession prince of peace speak mercy amidst our quarrels and dissensions shower us with your love that we may remember to love others as fully as you love us bind us together with your spirit that we might live as one people a people of one mind, one love, and one all-embracing compassion for all. Let us hear these words of assurance. Christ is at work within you, filling you with mercy and grace. Christ enables you to work for God's good pleasure. Amen. And now not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitment, and our prayers. We invite the ushers to come forward for the collecting of today's tithes and offerings. all right please join me in our offering prayer beloved and loving god bless these gifts that they may bring unity to a world in strife bless our lives that we may bring love to everyone we meet bless our church that our fellowship may be a place of unity and inclusion for all amen you may be seated All who hunger for love, come to the bread of life. Here all are fed. All who thirst for the cup of blessing, come to the table of grace. Here all are made whole. All who need mercy and grace, come to the Lamb of God. Here all find a home. The sacrament of Holy Communion in our church is open. It is open to all. You do not need to be a member of this church to participate in Holy Communion here. You just need to love Jesus. And so if you have a, a need for individual cups, I would ask that you raise your hand. Our usher will come to you. He will bring both gluten-free and regular. Just let him know when he comes towards you that that is what you need. Otherwise, we do do we do communion by intinction here, which means I will rip off a piece of bread and you will dip it in the juice that you have. The Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, he gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you, Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living, sacrificing union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. May they be for us, the body and the blood of Jesus of christ that we may be for the world the body of christ redeemed by his blood by your spirit make us one with christ one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your son jesus christ with the holy spirit in your holy church all honor and glory is yours almighty father now and forever amen and now with the confidence of the children of god let us pray our father The body of Christ given for you. Amen. The blood of Christ given for you. Amen. Our table is prepared. I will invite Jan to be my communion host with me. Let us rise to our feet and sing together, Fairest Lord Jesus. Share the spirit. Encourage others in Christ. Go forth to give God's love and encouragement to the world. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.